the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. We're rolling? Rolling. We're here to have, we're here to have the fun times together. <laughs> By the way, I am... <laughs> So in love with you, Fortune. First what? Of all, thank you for coming back. Of course. Thank it's, you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I miss you so much. I haven't seen you since your Christmas party. I didn't see you then. I know you were very busy, <laughs> but when you're hosting a party, you're the you gotta mingle with everybody. Can you have parties and actually in number one enjoy yourself? Number two, actually talk to the people there. I don't think so. Neither. I think if you're hosting it, you're kind of screwed. You're basically setting up a situation for everyone else to have a great time, <laughs> and you're paying for it. <laughs> emotionally and financially <laughs> yeah i think from that party i self-sabotaged so hard why because two things number one it was like it was kind of like the first time i'd invited people over like yeah in the of like party during the pandemic mm -hmm. so i kind of assumed no one would come and a lot of people came this was like like when we were doing shows yeah. like for you know 2000 seat theaters and you'd show up and you'd sell 2000 tickets but only like 400 people will come yeah because they'd be like we're just staying home so i just assumed 100 people rsvp right 10 people will come like my weirdest most like anti-vax friends <laughs> will all be sitting around in the back spreading I, covid i think it was because that was the first party people were like i think we're okay to go to something people showed up with five six friends yeah that I'm was like, weird this is wild like and so i it is weird when you're introducing yourself to people at your own thing but yeah. i feel like it was like like that party was the first overcorrection, right after the pandemic when and you know a lot of people i feel like you have pockets of people all over la that you're friends with so That's it was interesting a, it was a it was a mix of a it lot of was, different people it is it was weird like there were a couple moments where i saw like sarah gilbert mm -hmm. see melissa <laughs> melissa etheridge <laughs> i get all tongue-tied um do come to my window with she, a speech therapist she asked us to smoke weed we should have taken her up on it oh smoke melissa etheridge i know <laughs> we, we were kicking ourselves i highly we recommend it. it remember that remember when i had all those different color hair i do uh, <laughs> i i You did go through a lot of hair colors. You were just like, let's see yeah. how this Don't is. smoke Melissa Etheridge's weed until that's you're ready to have purple hair. That's what led to the hair. How do you feel being back to I your dark feel, hair? I um, feel kind of like boring, but I feel very uh, uh, relieved that everyone else thinks I'm okay. okay. Oh, because they saw your <laughs> colored hair. The, the blues and the pinks, and they're like, are are you okay? If a woman who's 40 doesn't have kids, has blue hair, everyone assumes they're like on ketamine. Okay. If a woman who's 40 without kids or a husband is having fun, people assume they're on like, they're like methadone. Something's up with Whitney. Yeah, Her yeah, hair's yeah. blue. So I, my hair being brown again, it's nice for people to go, hey, good to see you, instead of like, how's... Uh, how? They're like, she's on the right medication. I get it. Oh, so you cracked the cocktail, huh? Oh, so the conservatorship worked. Thank There God. You go. Your conservator dyed your hair Someone back. Someone stepped in. It's also like, um, 
uh, it's nice to not wake up to 14 texts that just say, are you okay? Oh, really? <laughs> People were checking on you? <laughs> but yeah, having right. it back is, you know. You're back to Whitney. And everyone's like, you look so good and so young. It's yeah. almost like God knew what color worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's like, you look so much younger. I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me? That I look like Courtney Love's bloated corpse. Well, Could- I think I think it was a pandemic. Everyone's yeah. like, wouldn't you just having a moment? <laughs> By the way, say what you want about my pandemic meltdown. I did not do one Zoom comedy show. There you go. <laughs> Y'all are out there doing comedy Zoom comedy shows at noon, and you're like, but Whitney's crazy over there dyeing her hair purple. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to oh yeah, the party. Mm-hmm. I was so rusty on socializing. Yeah. And I think I still wasn't. I think I was too. I don't think I was like. Remember the thing where you're like, oh, you don't know if you're gonna hug. Well, yeah, it was still like weird. Yeah. It was still we were so trained to believe that yeah. like hugging someone would kill their grandfather. I think I went in for a kiss. Was that weird? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, too much. <laughs> and I spent so much time curating the Christmas playlist. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so here's what I'll say about me: I am I have very few skills. Mm-hmm. I am great at Christmas music. Yes, I can see. I that. have like deep cuts, like Tori Amos covering uh, "Little Drummer Boy." Wow! Okay. Like I have Christmas music that will blow your mind, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I had a RuPaul Christmas song. There you go. And there were a lot of people from the LGBTQIA community there. Uh huh. And. For whatever reason, the RuPaul song like was on a like, on a loop, <laughs> and, and for truly forty five minutes, and I couldn't find my phone. And everyone's looking around. I was like, "Is she playing this because we're gay?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt seen. I did feel seen. But after like the, it was like it went for a good forty five minutes yeah. to the point of it kind of being a weird like hate cry. Like I don't know, and I couldn't find my phone, and everyone's like, "We got it, Whitney. You're an ally." Like it was, I was like, "I swear to God, I'm not just playing RuPaul on repeat." Like I have so many toxic male predator songs to play. They're just like it's on a loop for some reason. So oh I spent gosh. most of my time looking for my phone. Oh my gosh! Well, we had a nice time, and your house was beautiful. Gosh, I feel like that was a very good like group. Yeah. It's rare that comedians get to hang out not in hallways mm-hmm. or for public consumption. Yeah, I was chatting with all kinds of people and then watching people make crafts was great. <gasps> That's right. I am so uh, neurotic about socializing that I, I have to turn it into a, like an activity. A business. So oh. uh, <laughs> you sold those crafts on Etsy. <laughs> it's like January Jones made this for her kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just sign. Like, can the- everyone sign these? <laughs> can you just sign the back, Chrissy Teigen? Can you sign it if you could just? <laughs> but I, I, I really am working on not like giving gifts like okay. in ways that are unhealthy. So I was like, oh, what I think I'm going to do is do this like homemade ornament table where people bring their kids. Because I mean, we're at the point where people have yeah. kids now, and you're like, you can't just have a party without factoring in your friends that are parents. Right. So I was like, oh, and I also don't want your kids messing up my house. So let's just give them something to mess yeah. up. But you did a nice combo. You were like kids early. And then later, not to say they couldn't still be there, but I felt like the kids kind of left. Yeah. And then... Were physically, forcibly removed by me. <laughs> yes. We came in the latter part. <laughs> but I, I did like a whole like ornament making yeah. station. Uh-huh. I love an excuse to go to Michael's. Mm-hmm. I crushed Joanne's fabrics. And I think that kids, like they need something to do. Yeah. But also I think adults do too. I, I'm anxious just floating. So mm-hmm. I like socializing if you like have a... T- Color yeah. Me Mine is where I shine. Yeah, that's your jam? I can socialize well <laughs> if I'm also 
also kind of doing something. You're like the the ghost <laughs> moment, <laughs> throwing pottery. <laughs> Okay, stop talking about my dermatologist like that. Um, I also say whenever I come out of like a laser appointment, I'm like, it looks like Demi Moore just threw my face in the movie Ghost. I know I haven't done any laser situations, so I, I'm reaching the point where I need to. You always look so healthy. How you've been touring it's like crazy? Ch- it's chubby cheeks. It just hides the wrinkles like a little bit. You're a hoarder of collagen. <laughs> All the co- I also have these giant full lips. Hey, girl, I decided to get in on this beauty thing. <laughs> just like big lips. Oh. <laughs> just so stupid. Who wants to hear I would germs. like you to. It would be even more fun to watch you eat ice cream cones. That's true. If your just lips were three Because I, I couldn't feel my lips and everything's just falling down my face. <laughs> How have you been managing all this touring and having a special out? And not, why do I feel like you just had a special out? Uh, I well, I had sweet and salty came out. Um, Why do I feel like I was just recently jealous of you? <laughs> <laughs> sweet and salty was my first hour that came out January of 2020. I mean, the, people are still talking about it, so that's well, that's super maybe because cool. the world shut down and it felt like time stood still, right? But it's mm-hmm. been two and a half years, mm-hmm. and so this good fortune just came out like uh, two weeks ago. You always have um, such good titles. Well, you know, fortune. I know, <laughs> fortune, but still, or, it's like let me ask you something. What yeah. were the Runner ups, number two and three. Uh, we tossed around uh, the one because I a lot of my oh. special I talk about getting engaged, getting married, finding Jax, her being the one, uh, and so. But then that it kind of felt like a reality, like a dating reality show. Like, yeah, you're gonna find the one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was kind of the only. F- that was the only other one we considered. I yeah. think. That's interesting. Titles are hard for me. The I, I hardest. Mean, I, for like three months, I was racking my brain. Comedians, like, we can talk for eight hours straight, but mm-hmm. we can't get one little phrase yeah. that sums everything up. Like, as we're, like, chronic overcomplicators mm-hmm. and to distill down to one thing that al- yeah. also I think that we're so... um averse to something corny or right. s- that, like, every title just feels like, mm-hmm. you know... Well, you're like the ice cream. Yeah, yeah like when you put, two scoops. Like you put so much time into these, you know, the material, the touring, then filming. That you're like, I don't want the title to then mess it. You know, m- mess it all up. And I don't like a title being. I don't like funny titles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like right. it's kind of like I like things that are just more like literal because the last thing you want is for the first joke someone sees is yeah. to kind of bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, if you make too jokey a title, like, mm, that's kind of, like, why would, if she can't even yeah. make me laugh with the title, why? So I'm just like, I'm not trying to make you laugh at all. Right. Yeah, I think Jax was like, has I had this title in mind for something else? And she's like, why not for the special? And I was like, yeah, that actually makes sense. I so. love it. I love it. It's so just like yeah. warm. But it's so simple. I'm surprised you thought of it. I it's know. So I simple. know. It was like right there all along. But yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the special is just, trying to find the good and things that went awry and also like being lucky in life that like I did find love and got married and and you know just a lot of double double entendres with it like it just means different things to me how is i mean the love of your life is here she is in the corner uh where, where she belongs she's in the corner uh, i mean why she's not in the kitchen i'll never understand um but how has marriage like changed you know like how like first year versus second yeah. year versus like because i'm always fascinated by people like how can 
we be good at marriage if we've never been married. Right. You know? Yeah. And like we're kind of learning as we go. I think it helped that we had been together for five years when we got married and we were living together for four. So I feel like at that point, you kind of know what you're getting, right? I mean, I'm always shocked when people are like, I married the person and then they completely changed. I'm like, well, who were you for five <laughs> years? That does not make any sense to me. Yeah. So I was pretty confident that I knew who I was marrying and she knew who she was marrying. So it didn't really change our relationship other than you You feel like, okay, we're really, we're really in this. Well, see that that is the thing that I worry about myself. And let mm. me ask you, because when you were together before you were married, was there a moment you're like, I'm even though we're not married, I know I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. So you knew that how long in, do you think? Pretty early. I, well, I would, I mean, I knew that, that our relationship was very significant and very, like, we were going somewhere when she moved to L.A. for me because mm -hmm. we were long distance for a year. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, I do not want this, you know, I would feel horrible if someone uprooted their whole life, left their job, left their friends, got to LA to live with me, and I'm like, just kidding. Like, Do you think that would be a dick move? Your relationship would be as healthy, sustained, exist at all had you lived in the same city when you met. Um. I think it, I. I don't know. I mean, I think we would have figured it out, but mm -hmm. I do think the year uh, gave us time to like work through. You know, you bring your own baggage to relationships. We work through. I just always worry about like overdosing that. on someone too fast. Like if yeah. I'm in the same city, I'll just like. That happens know. with lesbians for sure. <laughs> They're like moving in like month three. So it did force us to like pace. pace it out, get to know each other, really know that this was, you know. Someone... First of all, don't generalize about groups on my podcast. <laughs> Especially my, my not best. lesbians. No, lesbians take things very slow. <laughs> get to know each other um but yeah i think it made it a little deeper maybe because because mm -hmm. we had to you know work work at it and you know make efforts to get to know each other you're on your phone you gotta talk and get to know each other it's mm -hmm. not like a just a physical thing is it funny to you at all that we still do this for phone i know right <laughs> what would it be hey girl would it be like <laughs> i guess it would be like this or, or a wait. bluetooth situation <laughs> We hey girl, have, we still have this headphone right it's like this. What's up? <laughs> We're like, send me an email. <laughs> but this is just so classic. I know. Hello, hey there. Don't you think you also or like this? This is a oh, thing too. Or just like, like hey, hey girl. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like um, there was a moment where where you guys had to go like like what was the we're exclusive now moment especially when you're long distance well we both have different timelines mm -hmm. on this one i feel like <laughs> this one might have still been having some fun <laughs> wow no we tease Whore. we tease te 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 about this slut shame your own wife no generalizing and no slut shaming okay <laughs> i think it was a couple months in from yeah. Meals a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we we were kind of having those talks of like, is this you know yeah. something we're gonna keep doing? Are we gonna, you know how's this gonna Are work? Are gonna stop being a slut at any point? <laughs> <or> just, <laughs> I don't ask questions. <laughs> I don't care what happened seven years ago. None <laughs> of my business. You fucking whore. Um, but the what 
sealed the deal. Uh, she was visiting, and it was a couple months in, and I said, I was playing soccer because I had not grown up yet. I was still playing soccer on Monday nights, and she came to my game, and I said, if I score a goal, um, you have to be my girlfriend. Uh, and if I don't, I don't know, was there if I don't? Have you seen her play soccer before? Like, did you know the stakes of this? She felt like she was okay. <laughs> she thought well, I'm good, and uh, I'm not going to delete my grinder account just yet. And then I made the goal of all goals. They uh, it was a corner kick. I was in front of the goal, and it came in the air. And I did like a you would think I was on the women's national soccer team. I went, I jumped up, hit it with my head. Right into the goal, most beautiful goal I've ever made in my entire life. And I looked at her and pointed. I think I said something like, you're mine. You're getting this good head for the rest of your life. You think what the head I just gave that ball was good. And she just, and I started laughing so hard. And she just was kind of like stunned. Like, that is the that just most anchorman <laughs> ass you're mine. No, I don't think I said that, but it was something of like, you know, there was some victory moment that happened with that. <laughs> was the goal? I pictured the goalie like, yeah, diving and missing it, got a concussion. Wow. Uh, and, and that was it. And that was it. That that sealed the deal. We were pretty much. <laughs> that was when we were girlfriends. That is so stupid. I don't know. <laughs> And very gay. That is very... I will stereotype myself. That was a very gay moment. <laughs> it's also just so, like... Like, I I mean, arbitrary in the funniest way because you were already there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it would have happened no matter what. Yeah, you were. it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't didn't force her into a relationship. (laughs) But, like, if you had missed it, like... (laughs) If I had missed it, it would have been, you know, I don't know what... It was like, well, I guess guess you gotta wait till the next game. Still be out there. (laughs) Like, I don't know. She would have gone back to Chicago and had some more fun. (laughs) And then... Um, like, cause to, I think this is where I have so much to learn from you is like, like when something starts to be committed, that's mm-hmm. when I actually get more panicked. Cause you do? well, because you go like, okay, now we're together. It's like the little things that don't bother me that much. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I now view them as permanent uh, instead of ephemeral. So it's like, you know, like sort of like if you're an asshole that leaves pizza out with no plate, for example, what uh-huh. kind of animal would do this? Yeah. Just leave a half-eaten piece of pizza. Like, uh, for the ants are going to come and car- right. Like, this is a disgusting thing to do. Yeah. And if I'm just dating you and you do it, it's like, oh, that's yeah. fine. But if we're, like, married or engaged, it's like, right. th- all of a sudden, this is the rest of my life. And this is how you think. And if you do this, like, yeah. what about the baby carriage? Um, right. Uh, um, what's the thing that goes on the top of the car with the baby in it? Oh, the g- babies don't go on top of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have kids, but I do know that. <laughs> Don't put your baby on top of the car. (laughs) The cannon. You know, where the baby goes is on top of the car. (laughs) You know, when you have a baby in the thing and then you put it on top of the car to... Wait, is the baby still (laughs) going on top of the car? The car seat? The car car seat goes in the back seat. What do you carry a baby with? A basket? Like a... A car seat. None, none of us have kids. What do they? Well, you, you, but you know sometimes when sometimes you can unclip the car seat and put it. And in you the put stroller. on the top of the car. You put the baby on. No, I put it on the ground. Is that not a thing? No. And then you clip the baby. Who's in the putting car. baby seats on top of the car? <laughs> 
You put the baby seat in the back. I didn't say seat. the baby seat is the baby. The, ba- the baby definitely doesn't go on top of the car. <laughs> baby seat goes yeah, in the, the back bike seat. Rack. You just put him in the bike rack. Bike rack. <laughs> no, what? Like you know when you take a car? Please tell me. If Are you talking about like when you put your coffee know. on the hood? Yeah, it's like it does exactly. You put your coffee on the hood of the car. You, away, you do everything so. you need to do, oh, okay. and then you grab it before you go. But if you're right. thoughtless and careless, I you're gonna see. leave the. I don't want to marry this type of person that's gonna leave the baby in the bucket on top of the right, car right, right. and forget to put okay. it in the back seat. I think. Well, hopefully, no one's leaving babies on top of the car. <laughs> and by the way, I and and that is why I'm not having kids because do I don't want someone else that knows nothing about parenting to come into my life that's and screw right. up how good I am at it. I think with those things, you have to decide what you can live with, right? Because you can't Genius. change everybody's quirks. You can get better at it. There's certainly things that I'm sure drive Jack's crazy about me. Like but, what? Uh, like I'm a little bit of a like a beast, a little messy. <laughs> like I leave things around. Should, is like why are you putting this in the sink? Just go ahead and put it in the dishwasher. Like that kind of stuff. Or uh, that's what a wife she, is and for. she's and she's a germaphobe. Like she washes her hands all day, every day. Like wash your hands more. Like be more. Can I ask like, you a question about that? Because I do think sometimes comedians. We we accuse people of things, and then it's like I'm like, oh, you're being such a germaphobe. Why are you like washing your like hands after you pee? And they're like, no, no, I'm not a germaphobe. You're, you're just a pig. She tells she's like, you're disgusting. Yeah, she washes her hands. She takes showers every other day. I didn't like, say germaphobe. That. This is normal behavior. Like like it's not normal to do meet and greets where you're straddling your fans for four and a half hours. Well, exactly. It's like after that, she's like, okay, wash your hands. You've just you know shook like. 50 strangers hands <laughs> and i go oh yeah you know i don't think about it because yeah. also comedians kind of like had a little bit of arrested development for a while we kind of you know Speak we're, for yourself we're like <laughs> performing at bars for years so i had to i had to grow up a little bit at home as far as like being more aware of things that's a really important one because i think it's like comedians like i think of comedians as being like sort of um uh, so self-aware uh-huh. and so sort of hypercritical. Like we've thought of everything. Yeah. We, we're the first to call it out in someone else. You but we not some, But all of our adaptive behaviors like just make no sense to anyone else because no one has had to adapt the, to the carny life we have. Right, right. So it's like for, I had this whole system where, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're on the road so much, I just don't really unpack. I just, yeah, same. I'll just keep everything in the luggage right by the door and I'll take out, wash it, but I leave everything. Like I, mm-hmm. and it just looks like I'm being messy and sloppy. Yeah, same. I just start putting it in my office now. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like, oh, I love you enough to change this thing about myself. Yeah, instead of leaving it in the middle of the den, I'll now. But put a comedian it never would have thought that was weird, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. So it's just sort of being more mindful of the other person. Uh, what about you're engaging with your fans and stuff? Like, is there ever any like, like, uh, you know? I, I try to like be sensitive if mm-hmm. I'm with someone about how I comport myself with fans because I feel like we have such a close connection with our fans. Well, I have seen you and your fans. They be like l- grabbing your boobs and signing your boobs and kissing you on the lips. Jealous? You th- Are I, you I jealous? Say, yeah, I'm a little jealous. Oh my. <laughs> if you would wash your hands more, I'd let you grab my boobs. I was like, I, I'm not quite doing that with my fans. So <laughs> you get very up close and personal with people. That's evolved. <laughs> In a way, the Touch Me tour literally 
was people touching you after shows. Yeah. That gave Jack's heart palpitations because of her germ issues. I mean, but also, like, that's where we're going to draw the line. I think for me, like, that's like an immersion therapy of going, you like. You mean grabbing my boobs? Is That's the line? By the way, I am a female comic. This is the least violated I've ever felt. At least you guys paid money to do it. That's true. And come here. Like, at least there's a camera documenting it. Yeah. So if I need to go to court. And yes, we're jealous. Yeah. Like, for me, it's like, I just don't, um, uh, I just, I think I'm finally at a point in what I do where yeah. I, I'm not like scared of my own. And I hate saying fans because it's like, that's as if they're ours and no one else's. Uh-huh. Like, I think they love all of us and, yeah. you know, comedy fans right, in general. Right. But I think that like for longest time, maybe just be, because being a, a a straight girl that started, you know, you just, it's a lot mm-hmm. of sex stuff. It just right, is, right. you know, it is what it is. And I think that um, in the beginning, I maybe got some fans that like scared me a little bit. And oh, I used to have to be like, Ugh. Yeah. and then I feel grateful that as I like evolved as a person, as a comedian, mm-hmm. it was felt less the need to neuter myself and like be a guy, like bro that talks yeah. about pussies and stuff. I started right. getting the kind of fans that I like, like, to me the 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 true like heroine of like doing what we do is like making people laugh and then seeing them afterwards and be like, oh my God, I wasn't wrong. Right. I was right to come to Omaha and like give up everything and like sacrifice my health and my personal to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm so glad you're the person I work for. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I think yeah. that and after the pandemic, it was just like, I was so grateful also that people were showing up at yeah. all and taking such big risks that it was just sure. like, it kind of evolved into like this immersion therapy of yeah. like, we've been so afraid of germs for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like overcome that fear. And now it's turned into like these really boots. tricky orgies. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. girl, I watch those videos. <laughs> I'm enjoying your meet and greets. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um and, I mean I think my the the people that have come to my shows you're usually bringing me like cupcakes or you know it's very like sweet. This podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a miracle. Um if I have learned anything, uh it is that you and everyone needs to basically talk to people that are not permanently entrenched in your life about your problems. <laughs> because Sometimes for me, like talking to a therapist is a miracle because sometimes I think I have a lot of big problems I have to solve, but the problem I have is I just kind of need to be heard and say it out loud to somebody. And then I'm like, oh, I feel better. Like I thought I had to like send that email, like, you know, stating that I don't appreciate you talking to me. It's like, no, I kind of just need to like get over that. You know, I kind of just need to like have breakfast before work. I kind of, you know what I mean? Like I love therapy because it makes me it sounds crazy how much fewer problems I have than I think I have you know um I know that's a weird thing to say but it's like it's I don't know it's a game changer for me I think the hardest thing about therapy for me was like I don't have time that was the main narrative like I don't have time I don't have time but I realized if you just go to therapy once a week especially with better help you can just do it um I was gonna say digitally what a dork on the ether web? Technically correct. So uh, cyber, how do you, what was called? Like I go to therapy digitally? What Remotely would you say? Online. Remotely, yeah, but that's a little. Online. Yeah, especially online. you have no excuse anymore. Back in my day, we had to drive down to the therapists and park at the meter and get a quarter. This is actually all true. So now there's no excuse to not heal your own wounds, get your life together, talk to someone. It will save you time. 
I go to therapy every week because it frees up my time. Because if I don't go to therapy, then I end up saying yes to a bunch of things I don't want to say yes to. People pleasing, micro martyring, managing, rescuing, procrastination, leading to perfectionism, leading to paralysis. You just, you get it. It's the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to watch. Nope, match. Is by the way, that's an amazing business. I can pay to watch a therapist <laughs> in a session. The yeah. only thing to me better than being in therapy is being able to be like, like a ring camera on the wall watching people in therapy. Oh my god, I'm calling Shark Tank. The therapy channel. Yeah, totally. Oh my god, being able to live stream people's therapy. <gasps> I do this live stream of bears in um, Yellowstone and polar bears. That would be heaven. Okay, we'll patent that in a minute. <laughs> Fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Whitney. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. H-E-L-P. I just, do they spell out the word help for all the podcast hosts or just me? <laughs> I feel like this was Burt Kreischer's copy. Why am I the one that they're like, it H-E-L-P. <laughs> Betterhelp.com slash Whitney. Okay, so I'm a sexy gal. I joke a lot about how men don't find me attractive because, you know, they're intimidated by me or I emasculate them or I have an ugly voice. The truth is I'm hot as shit. Okay, and only getting hotter. And I believe this to be true. I know this sounds crazy, but just hear me out. Like, remember the good old days when you were like, oh, when I'm 40, I'll be out to pasture and no one would want to have sex with me. It's like the opposite. MILF porn, number one. Okay, that's the sole reason I don't want to become a mom at this point. I'll just get more fuckable. <laughs> I thought people were going to lose their sex appeal. I don't know what's going on. I've been dating younger guys they think I'm hot. I can't explain it. But there's a lot of it's you got to last. It's like, you know, I'm going to be honest with you for a woman to have an orgasm. I know this is a fairly recent phenomenon. You, you have to go on for a long time. OK, so you have to be able to, like, pull it together and not release until I'm good and ready. OK, it takes me like 45 minutes just to do the physical part alone. And then I have to Google myself and then you have to read me a chapter of my book and then I can come. Roman swipes. Do not leave home without them. Roman swipes are convenient over-the-counter wipes that are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed. They're uniquely formulated to reduce overstimulation without eliminating sensation altogether. In a 2019 study, they were proven to increase time to orgasm by more than 4%. 4X. 4X. X. X. <laughs> to use, just remove the disposable wipe from its discreet pocket size pack. Wipe on the most sensitive parts of your penile cavity and then allow it to dry for about five minutes. And when used as directed, Roman swipes have no scent or taste. So there's just no transfer to your partner. They're safe, effective, and no prescription is needed. All swipe orders include free two-day shipping and arrive in unmarked packaging. Try today for as little as $2.75 per swipe. Look at me. I'm swiping my thumb. I haven't used the Roman swipes myself. I have benefited from them. But this is crazy how fast it works. Can I put this on my heart? 
<laughs> Try Zoibs today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order. Just go to ro.co slash good today. That's ro.co slash good for 20% off. I can't feel my thumb. I feel very, um, uh, what's the word? Like it's helped me just being in therapy and being doing equine therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm able to really set boundaries with my energy. Like no one touches me that I don't want to touch me. Right. I have the mic in my hand and I don't let anyone touch other people that can't. Like it's a uh-huh. very, very controlled environment. The meet and greets. Like, gotcha. it, but I'll post it when it looks chaotic and crazy and then everyone's like, oh, that's what it's always like. So when people are like, can you sign my tits or Tom? I go, nope, that was a one-time thing. I see. Not feeling it tonight. Like gotcha. that's not the energy. So like, you decide when you yeah, yeah. but it's like okay. it's it's like the um i would love to hear your I'll opinion put my marker away <laughs> <laughs> save that for another time when you're feeling it <laughs> but i do think there's like it's it's who am i to judge what other people think is fun like yeah. when girls you know feel like you know like why can't women be the same role of what the rock star used mm-hmm. to be like why can't uh female comics sign if if it's if someone wants it and thinks it's fun and funny and wants that photo who am i to say like this is inappropriate i'm a comic right do you know what i mean like who am i if you think this is funny and you want me to do this and i feel comfortable and no one's getting hurt like if you're good with it i just don't think people would just think to ask me to sign their boobs you know i don't put that energy out i guess because i'm talking about like silly things so i guess that just doesn't yeah really cross their mind crowd work videos like yeah. i feel that's like that's a big thing right now yeah isn't but it? people say to me like oh the signing doesn't that get out of control i'm like don't you get annoyed after posting all these crowd work videos that people come to shows act- for that or they like i feel like there's a little bit of a i don't know if you've noticed like at your shows at all i feel like people are like in the front they're like we're gonna get this crowd work video i know a lot of people that post yeah. those that now people come trying to participate in the show oh interesting i heard that i haven't posted crowd work videos before so i don't i don't i haven't experienced it yet but uh someone told me that that has become more of a thing at at clubs now that people are yelling things out or trying to be funny trying to be part of the show because they think think they're helping yeah like you need this clip for your social (laughs) yeah yeah i was at the store last night and some guy was trying to like I was asking questions to the crowd. I wasn't filming it just as part of our normal routine. Sort of, connect, you know, I just feel like in that, in the OR, it's, yeah. you need to connect a little bit before you get into your material. Yes. And then, uh, this yeah, is the, like a room at the comedy store that's the energy is like, if you're at all fake or desperate or mm-hmm. rushing, they'll eat you alive. Yeah. So you got to get up there and just like get them on your side before you really go into material. If, if you're just like doing straight up material right off the bat, they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this guy was like trying to yell out jokes though and i was like oh don't leave that part to me you know but i don't know if maybe in his head it was part of that but i wasn't like i said i wasn't filming it (laughs) that's such a bummer is that like a tiktok thing what is that what where did that become a thing i think that comics like you know i'm generalizing but like i think a lot of comics is like you know we feel this need to constantly be providing an endless stream of content to like fans Mm -hmm. or future fans but we don't want to burn our material or you don't want to just be keep posting clips of a special people already watched then you're like punishing your fans so it's like people (laughs) trying to post stand-up without burning their stand-up so i mean that's the thing yeah because you know material material these days we're all building towards an hour and so if you burn it online it really you're like well shoot what now and unless you're like some prolific joke writer you know it's hard to come up with that material 
over and over and over again. So yeah, I I definitely would be too nervous to burn that material online. So I guess that does leave like let's see what spontaneous thing happens on on stage. Where did you shoot Good Fortune? Uh, in Chicago nice. at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. Amazing, really cool theater. Wait a second, I've shot at a Shakespeare Theater before. It, Not um, the one in DC. You know which one? The one in, in DC. DC yeah. yeah, Sydney Harmon Hall. It's cool. It's like kind of the it's acoustics like in the are incredible. They yeah, because they they made this like a state of the art theater on Navy Pier. How did you decide that? I on don't. That? I I think we were like trying to figure out. Like I knew I I knew I wanted to do Chicago because that's where I met Jags, and I had hmm. filmed Sweet and Salty in North Carolina because it was a lot about growing up and a lot of that happened there. So this was a lot about getting married engaged and all that stuff this theater was so cool it was like really just it was in the round and Mm -hmm. uh just like such a cool place do you like i've known you for like so long i feel like but Mm -hmm. i'm now like isn't it weird when you've known someone so long and then you like you it's just like the coolest thing yeah like do you know fortune themes are and i'm like i'm gonna go see her you know her i've known you since like 2007 it's so weird Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, literally, maybe longer. But like, yeah. um, but to hear like, oh, I'm catching fortune in the fo-, like yeah. just these like giant venues and like you're just this like massively like hugely established like comedian and draw and like, and I'm just curious like as a friend and as a fan like, like we kind of went from like, can we make money? At right, like, right. <laughs> like, is this even a job? Like, yeah. we're, like, like I don't know if we'll make this. We're kind of yeah. stumbling. Like. Is there ever a moment where you have like regrouped and been like, okay, I've like made it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, this is up to me now. Like I'm driving this bus a yeah. little bit and now I need to like make, I feel like I've been like, okay, I need to stop operating out of fear and scarcity uh-huh. and go like, now I just need to start making more like mature, like choices about what I talk about. Oh yeah. And I really want to be more like careful about what I put uh-huh. out there, whatever. Like, have you have any, had any conscious, like, like business fortune femester business brain things mm-hmm. where you're like now that this is a business i never yeah. thought it actually would turn into a business right. now that it is like for me i'm like i just try to not make for example topical references in my specials okay you know what just i mean it, it gets old fast now well, just because it's like yeah i just wanted to be able to age well right, I right. Want, you know like 10 years ago i would have been like whatever i can get a laugh on whatever right. you know yeah. Lindsay lohan Bill that's Br- probably you evolving as a person too though right <laughs> but it's weird to like look at you and be like she's like this empire now oh baby i'm an empire <laughs> it's just weird it's like is there like are you like at all like i'm trying to catch up to you you've been a, a business lady for a while when i started at the store you had it all <laughs> It felt like you had it all figured out. Yeah, that's really. That's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my reputation. <laughs> Whitney got it all she figured got it all, out. Well, once you got rid of that hair, that blue hair, <laughs> um, but like you get so many opportunities. Like, you know, so many people want to work with you. Are you kind of ever consciously like, okay, I know I can do movies. I know I could develop a TV show. I know I could do this with, you know, your podcast or another podcast. But like. For now, I'm just going to focus on touring in the special. Mm. Then I'll focus on, like, what's yeah. your... Um, yeah, I think uh, right now it's kind of like that because I just filmed this thing for five months in Toronto. So I kind of know, like, well, there's a possibility... Thing like, like TV? Oh, yeah, a TV show with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was like this... That's but, wild. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was super fun. It was like this... Uh, did you meet the mini horses in his house? I did. I met the mini horse Whiskey and the donkey. And... Whiskey and Lulu. Right. 
Um, this is this is the different careers that the path that we have. Well, taken. I did not see this one coming. I did you not. You are see starring action. in a TV show with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, he's a star. I was called to write the movie about his mini horses. Oh, really? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I hope you wrote it. <laughs> they literally called me like, we have the project for you. I'm like, what? It involves Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm listening. It's about his mini horses. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. That could be a big hit, girl. Um, so I, it was this crazy action series. So fun. Uh, the hope is that there will be another season. But So we have to kind of plan a tour with the possibility that that yeah. could happen. So right now I'm focused on just stand-up. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I'm... Also, he was the governor. Yeah. I know. It's a wild... <laughs> Does ever everyone just knows that? Yeah, everyone. Knows. I think everyone knows. That. I know. I okay. <laughs> I know everyone technically knows that happened. He still like has like. But a every of... time you think about it, doesn't it kind of sound like you're hearing it for the first time? He he was governor for like well, wasn't it like seven or eight years? I don't know how long he could be governor. <laughs> Dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor. You still like you? You guys are just like that settled in? Yeah, <laughs> yes. You're like like you're. That's still not a little like. I feel like we haven't discussed that enough. I feel yeah. like we haven't like processed yeah. that fully. But he still kind of operates his life in that way. He has like a chief of staff and. Uh yeah we we did like a charity event with him and he sends like an official letterhead. This is pretty cool. Someone like that though, when you hang out with them, like you've been around so many like incredible yeah. like like pe- like once in a lifetime, one in a million type people. Like, yeah. was there something just about his demeanor that you're like, oh, I get why you're you? Oh, hundred percent. He he's he's one of the most charming people I've mm. ever met, and he has that thing. Yeah, he just has that thing. And he's very kind to people. He's he's still shaking hands, kissing babies. Like he's that got and he's babies and the baby that was on it. the top of the car. No, don't put the baby <laughs> on top of the car. <laughs> but no, he still has that thing of like he knows who he is. Yeah, and he he goes around and he, he you know it's not an ego thing like oh this person probably wants to meet me, but he's done this for a long enough time. He knows people want to meet him, yeah. so he goes around and shakes hands and is kind and connects with people like it's very impressive to watch how he runs his life like and then like in terms of like working with him and acting with him like oh was he so good because i find that sometimes people like that the ones that you're like oh mm-hmm. you could be the one that coasts the most he does not coast and you meet someone that's like that big of a winner and you see them working yeah. harder than anyone and you're like ah you deserve everything you have there is no accident that he is in the position that he's in he's yeah, I mean, he, he's very motivational, too. He'll, like, suddenly have, like, a very motivational speech that he'll say to people. But it's not in a weird, like, it's very genuine. You're just like, wow, that's, that is a I good I will point. join this cult. Yes, <laughs> thousand percent. So, uh, yeah. I want uh, to fuck you. I like men. <laughs> How did this happen? I was wrong. <laughs> but it's so, so hopefully we get to do that again. But now I'm I'm writing my whole new hour. Uh, that's the most, you know, that's the most daunting thing. So for me, it's not like I'm a business. What I want to say as a business person, I'm just, I think I leaned into storytelling with my first I just think hour. you have one of the most impressive careers of anyone. And if you're telling me it's by accident, I'm going to, No, I mean, leave. I just work my ass off. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's, but there was no like, I'm going to just do, make some smart this, choices. This, this, you know what I mean? 
I just was like, I'm going to work my ass off and hope that it leads to good things. And I'm going to try to be smart about what I do. But you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not like I... I mean, there was a lot of times, you know, that I was coming up, I was told no all the time. So it was like, where do I pivot? I said, I got told no here, but how can I pivot to another opportunity? Can I ask you a question? Like, yeah. do you look back on anything that that you really wanted that you oh, heard yeah. no and you now, in hindsight, you go like, thank God I didn't get that thing I wanted? Well, a huge one was I tested two summers in a row for Saturday Night Live, uh, 2009 and uh, 2010. And I wanted it more than anything. Um I grew up watching that show. I did the Growlings for seven years. I studied sketch, studied improv, wrote sketches constantly. And I thought, like, this is the end-all be-all. And it was devastating not to get it. Um, it's hard to say now, like, is that, am I glad that that worked out? Yeah. I'm, I like where my career is, so I can only assume that it worked out for the best. Who knows if, uh, you know, maybe professionally it would have been great and personally yeah. it would have been really difficult and wouldn't have met jacks you know a lot of things would have been very different so uh you have to say yeah it worked out for the best i think that's like one of the hardest things about like what we do is like the things we came up really wanting mm -hmm. like i'm not saying that snl doesn't like i love snl like i'm a yeah, fan same but um i think that like it's like it's like coming up on like oh th all my heroes did it this way right but now that the way they did it, that establishment is gone. Right. So all these things that we like pinned our hopes on, all these mm -hmm. things, like literally my vision board is in the other room. Yeah. Nothing on my vision board even exists anymore. Oh, wow. It's like not, it's like not the Tonight Show. It's like that doesn't yeah. change your life anymore if you do yeah. stand up on it. It's the fun, it matters, but it's not like SNLs, all mm -hmm. these things where you're like, I've been wanting this thing for so long, yeah. but now what's the new version of that yeah the pathway is very different now because a lot of it's self-produced mm -hmm. these days you know who knew coming up that you know you could become a star on tiktok i, I mean you know that didn't exist however many years ago but it still might not i mean i don't know Dad, but, we're in a simulation but there, are, but there are different ways of getting a career yeah. yes versus yes. this pathway that used to you know like yeah before us it was like get on the tonight show yeah. sit on the couch you're good yeah you know our generation i think was very much like get on snl you yep. now you have That's a career it. um and so when that didn't happen you go oh well what's the new dream what's the like, new make a sex tape like I, it's like that I was on my list <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to tell a 25 year old who's like i want to be a famous comedian or I, i'm like i just say work hard i just it's, say work really I hard, say work hard re really hard and, and when you write, deserve it it'll it, all happen yeah and it's like wait you know not wait your turn but it doesn't but if you always get happen right away it's probably podcasts maybe right, or something getting yeah. on at your mom's house or mm -hmm. tiger belly and stuff like that Yeah, having but. people with platforms sort of re you know reach out and and, yeah. and and show uh you to their audience that's yeah. certainly very helpful yeah but yeah for me the the pathway was always just work your ass off yeah. and and be undeniable yeah try to try to just be good at what you do and so i've leaned into this this storytelling aspect of stand-up where i'm just like i'm just thinking about things that have happened in my life and current life and past you know growing up but as such stuff. a brilliant like joke writer like you could like in this sort of like especially as like women doing this when you start you're mm -hmm. like i think when we started there was this like you gotta like just get as many laughs as possible right. as quickly as possible yeah because you're already on borrowed time mm -hmm. someone's already gonna get up and go to the bathroom if you're not hilarious yeah. you have to work twice as hard to get half as far like when did you start getting the confidence of going like 
you know what? I can like tell these. I can like build up more. I can yeah. allow more tension to build before. I think with this one, because sweet and salty, uh, I was doing clubs, and then did and then filmed sweet and salty. So I never got to do many theaters. Uh, even though I was doing a lot of storytelling, I was doing all of the stories in the club, and you know clubs require a lot more joke, 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 joke. Yeah. They don't want it to sit in silence. But otherwise, I, you're gonna hear someone be like, "Who had the margarita?" Yeah. Like, but once you, Sweet and Salty came out, I I luckily got to start doing theaters, and then so for a whole year and a half, I got wasn't to, luck. Just FYI. Well, it was just like <laughs> so cool to like finally be in a venue that's perfect for storytelling, and so then I got to sit in the silence sometimes and not feel like you know someone's gonna order chicken wings uh when i'm getting to you know these this big part of the story so i think good clubs are you're people are at dinner and you're in the background right you're at a restaurant (laughs) kind of ambushing people yeah you're just sort of there to entertain while they enjoy a a cheeseburger and it's always (laughs) that like i love doing clubs i'm doing a club tour like literally right now because i think that's where you stay loose and stay good you know like i I never want to stop doing clubs um and uh uh, when you're headlining, mm-hmm. like the checks come like 20 minutes into your set. I yeah, mean, I think true. it's also like, literally, <laughs> like, I'm oh, trying, we're at this point now. I know, I always try to tell, like, like can we hold the checks just a little bit? It's yeah. just like 20 minutes in and then you just see like people's like phones lighting up and yeah. like receipts going, you know. Venmoing like, each other. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that this special is a lot of storytelling and some longer stories. The last two stories are both like eight to ten minutes. But a lot wow. of but a lot of people have Did they start shorter and they just got bigger yeah, and Yeah, they got bigger and bigger, and bigger but, but they they do have a beginning, middle and end. So it is I do make it so that okay, I'm gonna take if you stay on this journey with me, it's you're gonna it's be rewarded for What's it. What's it like to end a story? I don't think I ever have. <laughs> Feels good. I don't even know my I'm just like all middle. But no there's setup, that, no But there's end. something that happens at the end of my special that everybody writes me about, so it tells me that they watch or you know, a lot of the people that watch watch the whole thing. So I yeah. go, Oh good, they stayed they stayed with that those two longer stories that's like part of why i put the robot at the end of not this special mm-hmm. the last one because if people are like hey great special i'm like you didn't finish yeah because <laughs> if you did you'd be like that robot was wild <laughs> yeah right like, that was so funny i'm like really what did you like about it like it's just hilarious I'm yeah like, so anytime you pe- didn't finish it <laughs> anytime people comment on the part at the end i go oh my god they watched the whole thing it's amazing because yeah. yeah. that's what i want i mean you, you know you put it out you want people to i, I really tried very hard on this special and my last special to make the entire thing a narrative i'm going to take you on a journey it will have a beginning middle and end and it will all come full circle and it'll feel like you read like a this hour was a little book it was a book of my life at that time so that's like i love hearing that because i feel like what my brain breaks it down to is like oh like the strategic nature of whatever not for that to sound like mercenary but like is not only do you want your comedy to be like hilarious it already was that but also to be like satisfying yeah like I, that's the word i like to use like it's like yeah i can be funny for an hour like we mm-hmm. know we can tell jokes for an hour but i want this to be like satisfying right. and like people go like oh all that stuff that was set up in the beginning like paid off mm-hmm. in the end and it's fun as a performer right because we perform this stuff over and over and over again mm-hmm. so for me the challenge is how can I find that throughout this two years or however long of touring? Because mm-hmm. it it doesn't come right away. I'm writing jokes, stories right now. None of it has to do with anything. Mm-hmm. It, this story doesn't connect to this story. That doesn't. Can connect I just to ask this. Jack something? Yeah, please. Do you, in this one you tell <laughs> stories about her? Yeah. Are they all like true-ish? 
or true? Um, like, do you do? I just find that whenever I'm dating someone, I'm telling a story. Like, he'll be like, "That was true like six months ago." You've turned it into a story that is totally unrecognizable yeah. of what happened. But like, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Do you, you think s- it, is it true? Do you see it like take on a life of its own a little bit, or you try to go like just because that's funny? I'm not gonna say because I just want it to be true. Right. And is there a difference? You know, does it matter? I was more. I exaggerated some of the comedy. The reason I ask is like being in a relationship I'm still struggling with like like I'm telling the story because I want to share our love with the world and our dynamic with the world but I also need to risk you um, like being tolerating me like lying a little bit because I know what I'm doing and like this is also like an art and a science and like you know Whereas that person's like, oh, that it didn't happen like that. And thing. you have to kind of be okay with me exaggerating how annoying you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this one, I I put the that that part kind of on me. Okay, yeah. Like I I like uh, took myself down a couple notches. Right to yeah. exaggerate either way yeah. because it's just I'm an entertainer. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's just gonna be clear if I mm. do it this way because I think in my last relationship I was so worried about insulting him or being taking any kind of artistic license yeah because to me it's not about what actually happened it's about how i felt yeah so it's like you only date butch women it's like i know that's not technically true but this is how i feel right you know what i mean and their feelings aren't facts but like you need to be okay with the way this 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 is the story about how it made me feel not yeah the exact truth. also to get the payoff that i needed that was true later on i needed to set up that like here's where i was a puss Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have to reveal these kind of more embarrassing things about myself. Like, she's used to dating this kind of person. I'm this kind of person. I was a real puss in this situation. But I need that to later on tell you how I did step up. Do you think in a relationship that's as like healthy as yours, there can be secrets for a good reason? I, by secrets, I don't mean... I mean maybe Oops. omissions. Like, I'm still struggling with, like... like if I'm dating someone, I want so badly to tell the truth and want so badly to yeah. give me no secrets. Like, I saw a guy at Chipotle today who I thought was hot, but I did yeah. not sleep with him and I didn't even talk to him, but he was really, really hot. But like, yeah. I love you. And it's like, you didn't need to tell me. I overshare because I don't want to <laughs> keep a secret. I come home and tell that story. He's like, okay. Like, or I'll just be like, hey, just FYI, I was like a little on the fence about our relationship today. Like, I love you. I just was in my, and it's uh-huh. just like, Shut up. Yeah. You don't yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Jack's like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> or like like if you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and someone you slept with walks by and you kind of like make eye, who's that? Oh, someone I used to know. Do you have to say I slept with that person or can you just let him walk by? Jax, what do you think? <laughs> the woman of ill repute over here who's fucked everyone in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> she's what I they mean, named she, she's mean, what they named deep dish pizza after jack's deep dish pizza oh <laughs> like, uh, no i mean i feel like you we both pretty much know like uh that like, we've not really hid that stuff i just mean like is do you feel like there's a ba- like a healthy balance of like oh honesty and yeah. omissions that you know when yeah. do you think it's like something to me, when it's like, okay, I want to keep something relentlessly honest, and yeah. then I feel like, is this necessary to share, or am I just yeah. sharing this to try to get credit for being honest, and I might right. be hurting the person? I don't even know. I've never even thought about that before. I mean, I don't think I... 
we have a lot of secrets, do we? <laughs> Should we tell her now? Jags, do we have secrets? <laughs> I just is like, I can't accept the fact that this relationship is like, I need you to tell me that work goes into this. Oh, of course, of course. And sometimes I need to put in more work because I do get very like tunnel vision. I'm a workhorse. I'm obsessed with working. I'm always thinking about, you know, as a comedian, there's no off hours. It's like, okay, we got to think of, I got to think of jokes. Now merch, now the Mm -hmm. tour. Now I got to prep this audition. They need an answer on this thing. We got to promote the tour. You know, it's like. You're making me laugh because even when I am fighting, mm -hmm. like with some, or not fighting, or uh, growth opportunity of discussing our, working on our relationship as we're doing it, I'll be like writing, you're responding to emails. (laughs) Or just like, like, that was funny. Yeah. So I was like, like, and then the next time, like, so when you're working on your relationship and you're arguing about (laughs) something, like, I just am writing jokes the entire time I'm even working on the relationship. And that, I think. That's the real. That would be the downside of being a comedian. Our brains don't shut off. Mm-hmm. We never stop thinking about work. We never stop thinking about what we need to do. We're always trying to think about what do I need to post. You know what? Mm-hmm. What tour uh, poster do we need to make? Do you have like an "I'm falling behind" type of thing, or do you just have a more "I owe this"? Because mine yeah. is more like. I'm falling behind. I don't have that much time left. Uh-huh. You know, I'm going to be like too old soon, which is all bullshit, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Is it more like I'm just trying to keep up to keep my business healthy yeah. or is like, I see it like a checklist. I just have all these things I've got to do because it's required of mm-hmm. this job right yeah. now. Um, so, and you, and I do want longevity. I do want to be around. I hope that, you know, my career's not over in five years. You hope that, you know, you're setting yourself up for whatever different versions of your career are, you know. So in my mind, again, it goes back to working hard. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I have to really try to stop and be like, okay, we haven't had a date night. We got to go do something. But, you know, she, Jax is all in with the my career, but I'm sure it's a hard thing to have it be so all-consuming so if any if anything if there's any thorn that would probably be the one it's just try not to make our entire life about my career have you ever had an unhealthy thought oh god you to me are just i am looking so hard for some kind of pathos or like dysfunction or sick psychology and it's just like i just sound crazier and crazier there's been plenty of dysfunction in my life don't you worry so i'm so um angry at this next generation of people who get to just date guys and sleep around now that Manscaped exists. Like, Manscaped is a goddamn miracle. They make the most incredible products for men to groom their balls and their crevices and their taints and their hemorrhoids and just all those unspeakable areas of the body that I'm expected to put as deep in my throat as possible. And Manscaped was not around when I was in my 20s. And if you do not have Manscaped at this point, you are an ingrate. Manscaped makes the most incredible products for guys. And also their packaging, there is certain packaging that guys are just not going to buy. Or if you give it to them, they're not going to want to have out at their work or on their bathroom or whatever. This is like, like, uh, like if conditioner was a gun, 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, like they've made it look so cool. And here's lip balm. Because here's the thing. When your lips are all dry and, and, and ca- that's, I have to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? I don't need, you know how disgusting it is? You guys, like, if incels just try putting on chapstick for a month <laughs> and see if you're still not getting laid. Like, when you smile and it, like, you know, like a, a, a croissant of, pa- of flakes come off, like, maybe just get some chapstick. You know what I mean? No one wants to, like, make out with a lizard. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash Whitney. Every guy has Manscaped on their wish list. Get him products he'll actually use this holiday season. This Manscaped situation is unstoppable. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Did you see me just bullshit my way through that mistake, Pat? Yeah, you're like... The, you fell off the tightrope. I had to. And bounced and then got back on your feet. I was too proud to mess up. <laughs> uh, it also includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Game changer. An anti-chafing ball deodorant. Every man needs it. Give it to your husband, your son, your coworker, your brother. There is no relationship too formal to gift the ball deodorant. Okay. <laughs> Your balls affect everyone. It's like secondhand smoke. Like you don't just get to run around standing up and sitting down doing this with your jeans. <laughs> you know how guys, you know when guys sit down, they have to go <laughs> and sit. That's your ball waft, wharf into my direction. So ball deodorant for them all. Keep his North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. That's 20% off with free shipping. This lip balm is incredible. It's like minty, but not like overly Mm. minty. And it's like honey, honey. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash Whitney. Get your man a gift you'll both enjoy. The gift of Manscaped. His jingle balls will thank you. We can all get a little body conscious around the holidays, but our friends at Honey Love Shapewear have you covered. You deserve to save big this holiday season. So for a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with the code good for you at honeylove.com. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com and use the code good for you. So you guys know I am obsessed with undergarments that do not chafe your taint, um, uh, try to invade your crevices, Assault and interlope on the most delicate parts of your body. I do not like underwire. I do not like stuff that cuts me in weird places. This is the Honey Love bra. I'm wearing it right now. Like, I don't know how to describe it, except like it shows absolute, you can't tell you're wearing a bra, but you don't look like you're not wearing a bra. And it is so comfortable. Look at this, look at this. I don't know how to prove to you how comfortable this is, but I'm snapping myself with the straps and it doesn't even hurt. That's how comfortable this is. It's like having, you know what it is? I don't know if this is something they want me to say, but you know how like Hannibal Lecter had a suit of skin? Like it feels like you're wearing someone else's skin. Someone you've killed. Someone you've killed, but that had softer skin than you. So you skin them and put it on you. Like, is that something Honey Love would want me to say? I think it's, it's feels, enough. Feels like human skin. I can't, exp- Ugh, it's just so comfortable. I feel like it, it like paints onto your body, like um, airbrush paints onto your body. 
And it is so flattering, it's ridiculous. And my like fake tits look real. That's how good this bra is. It makes my fake silicone balloon titties look like real like 70s porn naturals. <laughs> Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code good for you. Use code good for you at honeylove.com. Feel and look as sexy as possible these holidays with Honey Love Shapewear. Ladies, you deserve it one of the hardest things I think for for me has been to be able to like you can get healthy and be sane and have balance and still yeah. be funny like you don't have to hurt yourself to be funny you don't have to depress you right. don't have to be emotionally but I'm telling you what I need to be doing I didn't say I necessarily succeed at it I mean I do like I said I do get so wrapped up in this career stuff I'm mm. not always <laughs> You're like this is our date night <laughs> yeah we're I doing mean, Wendy's podcast. essentially so so even though I'm telling you are you, looking at her a lot are you multitasking <laughs> is this your date night? we're connecting right Jack? <laughs> should I light this candle um, <laughs> but the, I'm saying I need to do that but I do uh, but I'm saying that to because it is true I need to be better about doing that I'm not it, saying I am doing it successfully can I just be whatever at this point <laughs> I mean I, but I bump on you know like this I'm just gonna say the immature thought okay and then I'm gonna say the way I was conditioned so it's not my fault I'm not immature because no one ever told me anything else which is like challenging these things of like you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's the right person comes along, it's just going to be easy and effortless. Balancing that with relationships take work. Yeah. And every day you have to fight for it and stay in the arena. Like, I feel like I have all these conflicting, all equally valid philosophies on mm -hmm. how to make relationship work. And maybe like everything, the truth is somewhere in between right. and all about balance. But I think mm -hmm. for me, I get petulant about like relationship take, takes work. Like I have a job like yeah. or relationship takes work, but I just work so hard to not like present an inauthentic self and yeah. to be authentic i shouldn't be working or to me if i'm working on a relationship i might be meddling and micromanaging and controlling someone mm -hmm. like is this just effortless to you the relate our relationship yeah no no i mean I, jackson's the first this is the first serious relationship i had ever had the one where you kicked a soccer ball into the yeah, net yeah. to legitimize it yeah. yeah i mean i dated and i had some relationships but this is like i it was never a long-term thing never mm. a serious thing so i've been learning as i go for seven years and you know so i don't have this on lock trust me uh but for me it's like you know i i i i just don't want to get to the point where i'm like everything's great uh, and then suddenly she's like, I'm out of here because you hadn't paid attention to me for yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's my fear, you know. So that's why I have to check myself. Or you haven't paid attention for five years and she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You being gone is really fun. <laughs> she might not want me to spend as much time around. So, yeah, it's it's kind of, I think about that for sure in my head. of like, okay, like, you know, don't be so focused on work. You got to get out of your your own self you know so what do you guys do like that's do you have any like non-work related like hobbies or i have a hard time with hobbies and recreation oh interesting and i'm yeah. working actively on it or we hike we've been hiking that's non-work sometimes we talk about work but i have tried to lately when anyone married goes on a hike i'm always like just pull back i know the dateline thing yeah yeah, yeah. I have been trying to be more conscious about like not having every hike be work talk. 
even if we just don't talk and it's just like we're just clearing Being our head together yeah i think that's probably healthier than like let's talk about work on this i i, I we should have some like non-work things that's such a great like i i think that i like not thought about it that way before because my brain assumes that if if there's silence that there's either number one lack of chemistry or two things are awkward or three yeah. you're being boring or like I guess the ultimate intimacy is to be able to be silent with someone else. Yeah, which I and think sweaty we have, and disgusting. I think we have that. Like we don't feel the need to fill up every minute with conversation. Well, that's what I remember when Alison Brie was on, and I asked her. This is like the like I know I'm like Nell over here trying to function in the world. <laughs> like what is love? Like that is. A hilarious way to picture you trying to figure out a relationship. <laughs> like, I just, like, I'm just too literal. Like, I just don't, like, I can't, like, and I just asked her, I was like, so if you and Dave are, like, in the same house, you know, yeah. you live together, and, like, if you're just, like, doing your thing and uh-huh. you cross each other in the hallway, like, do you say hi? Like, <laughs> like I was just like. I love that you're like, how do I be but, like, with what a person? Is love? <laughs> how but, do like, I function <laughs> in a relationship? <laughs> but, like, where does it end? Like, what? Like, how much? Like, what do you say? Like, that what? is so specific. But I'm dead. Like, if you cross each other in the hallway, or you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> what's up? You're like, tell me how Yo, to behave. what's up, Ma? Like, what do you do? Uh, oh my God, do you say hi? I literally have never been asked this before. Um, uh, because it's also, this is what confuses me. I don't, uh-huh. I, I get so, af- <laughs> <laughs> I get so afraid of like setting a precedent. That, oh, now I've got to say hi every oh, no, time. Oh, every time I see you. I'm so nervous. And then I you're nervous. Like, say hi. Oh my God, I have to say hi to my this boyfriend. This is why you don't yourself to your neighbors like you're just like you did trap so it's like i set a president with my boyfriend now i have to behave this way every day yeah I think you are way too like, much in I'll your head walk about by and be like hey hey like that was a one-time thing i think you were way don't get used to that level of congeniality you were way too in your head about it but that's where like disappointment and resentment builds because i think that the lack of the vagueness and lack of communication i yeah. grew up in a lot of like can you pass the salt yeah, oh. no, I'm fine. I grew up with a lot of that, right. which was a lot of building resentment. So I'm I don't always, like that either. I mean, yeah, nobody wants that. I'm always trying to figure out how to. So it's like to me, it's like cohabitating with someone, like the very yeah. basic things of like, I'm gonna go make coffee. Like, do I? But everybody's do different. Do you want what? Like, oh, I'm bad about that. Do I? But I, that, you get your own coffee because it's not. We're not on vacation. I am bad it's about that. It's not our honeymoon. I'll get my coffee. You get your coffee. That's why there's a pot of coffee. I'm not your barista. I don't work for you. Like, right, right, right. So if I do it once, then I'm like, you're like, oh, oh, I have to do it every. But then morning? the next day, I'm like, oh. yeah. And then they're like. <laughs> And you're like, now I just work for you. This is crazy. And every morning there's a new rigmarole trying to fit. Yeah. And then it turns out, have your coffee. Like, it's getting cold. And I then- just love that if you do one thing, you assume that that sets the precedent. Forever. Yeah. But then, or you have to go like, like I know that if someone gets me a coffee, I'm like, oh, good. This is. I think that this you, is how it goes. Now. I think you should get them a coffee and say, don't expect this every day. <laughs> but then I'll be the asshole who's like, you know. Well, I think everybody's different, and every you know they talk about love languages. Sure. Everyone has different love languages. Mine is I don't work for you. There, that is your love language. <laughs> but so I kind of know like. 
the things that Jax is into and the things that she doesn't care about as much. And sometimes I get those wrong as well. My biggest fear, I think, is disappointing someone. Yeah. I know that's going to sound shocking. <laughs> but I think for me, I always try to just be... Um, like disappointing up top. Oh my God. So that there's no, because I see so many people, you said it earlier, yeah. who are like, things were great and then they changed when we moved yeah. I like to go like, I am like, a, I'm a solid C plus. Yeah. And this is how, but I won't, and, I and won't. if I give you a B at any point, lucky that you. That is just take the win. Yeah. But that's like not all, like, and, but I'm never going to go below it and I'm never really going to go yeah. above it. I mean, I, I don't know. I have never like dissected our interactions with each other at home. So I don't, I feel like there are times that we do say, what's up, babe? And then other times we just walk by each other. Uh, but we don't feel the need to have it be a certain way every day. But you ever been? <laughs> we're also okay with silence. We get it. You're good at improv. And then, and then sometimes you need time apart. Like she'll go call her friend, you know, talk to her friend. I'll go in my office and do things. I, I like to go on drives. I love to drive and like listen to podcasts. Like I do not mind driving. It I think of jokes. But with nowhere to go. Yes. I mean, well, I don't really drive around, but I would. I mean, if I if but I'm you won't move out where I live because it's too far. I know, right? But you just volunteer to drive. Around. I I don't mind driving. Like if I'm stuck on a joke or a story, if I I probably could drive around and clear that. That's up in cool. My head. Yeah. That's really it's cool. Not actually. cost effective. Probably should be walking, but no. There's something about there's something so meditative about mm -hmm. driving. So if she like when we order food, I'll like I'll go pick it up because I like that time. I just yeah, my my head's clear, or mm -hmm. I listen to a podcast, or think about a joke. What podcast do you listen to? Um, I mean, I like the murder. You know, like the my favorite murder. That's always a fun one. And my friends, different friends, podcasts. If they have like a guest on that's like I, that I'm friends with or uh, that I find funny. I mm. like to listen to that. Yeah. You know? Do you guys watch stuff together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching? I'm so uh, curious what entertainers are entertained by. I mean, we like the, the, all those crazy housewives shows. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've even been watching the Kardashians on Hulu. Sometimes <laughs> I just need to They're like, entertaining. You know, uh, but we watched The Watcher on Netflix, and I just watched that. Yeah, it stressed me out mm -hmm. in a way that I kind of enjoy. It calmed me down and stressed me out at the same time. Yeah, in the perfect way. Started watching. What else have we? I'm I just mean, curious. I like Handmaid's Tale, but you have to really be in the headspace. Yeah, for that. you really do. She's been like the beheaded space. She's been, she's been putting it off. She's like, I'm not at that space right now. To it's start also that though, season. is there a wedge like it, between people if they haven't seen the same show you've seen? Like to me, uh -huh. like when I'm dating someone and they're like, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, you have you just have to watch it in order for us to yeah. connect. If you like. I need you to just watch. Oh, interesting. Well, I she'll fall asleep a lot, and then I want to keep going. During the Handmaid's no, Tale? No, no, like during like Yellowstone or something. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'll just keep watching, and then the next day she'll be like, you've watched like two more episodes, and I'm like, Can't, you better catch up, you know? <laughs> so. Like, I like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> like, I'm a different person now. Yeah. Like, after I've watched a couple episodes of Handmaid's Tale, I'm in a different, yeah. I'm organizing a movement, but I, but I'm I running like to, for office, like, you don't know me yeah. anymore. But I like to keep watching, and she's like gone after like 15 minutes of it. And I, can't, I then, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> 
be like, all right, I guess we'll pick it up tomorrow night. I well, what I will do, what's even worse, is that I'll make the person watch it and I'll be like over their shoulder, being oh, like, no. this next thing you have don't to don't do that. It's, don't do that. I made a friend of mine. I had watched the Marilyn Manson documentary three times uh-huh. in the same day, and then made a friend of mine watch it in, in the base- same day. Yeah. And I narr- I before every scene, I was like, okay, so here's what the scene is. Like, here's no. what I missed the first time. I need you to pay attention to this one part because it's like crazy. Put down the juice. You'll pee after. Like, I was just, I oh I so badly want to. Sh- I, don't, I don't think I feel that way about anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I love that things get you like so. Uh, I, I, I think I maybe I'm not taking things in enough. <laughs> Because <laughs> I literally don't feel that way about anything. I mean, I think it's clear that I'm the well-adjusted one here. <laughs> so I think you should really get that looked at. Because it just seems like you treat television shows as if they're fake. Or maybe... I, and I, I, it's honestly Maybe I'm just like being too passive, though. I, am, I, can be, I can be a passive gal sometimes. I just like... Don't you feel like as an entertainer, like I find it hard... To watch things because uh-huh. I'm either like, ah, I wish I had gotten that or ah, mm-hmm. I auditioned for that or ah, I wish I had thought of that or ah, right. I suck at what I do. Like how good yeah. Breaking Bad, people love it. And I'm like, this just makes me want to quit. This, oh, I'm just yeah. like, how is someone this brilliant? Like it yeah. makes me angry, mm-hmm. you know? And um, the biggest compliment I can give you is your specials make me angry. Well, <laughs> I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, I get really excited when I get to enjoy yeah. entertainment. I love that. And That's I great. think dr- I can kind of do it more with drama. Right. So I'm like, yeah. so into it. And it's like out of the thing that you do. So you can like Dude, appreciate Ozark, it. Dude, Ozark, I just way. like, I Oh, I, I love that show. We watched that. I didn't that. watch Mad Men till last holiday. Never seen Mad Men. Dude, I'm so jealous that you get to watch it for the first okay, time. Okay, then we'll have to put it on our but list. But like, I know myself when something's 10 seasons, I'm like, I know that I'm my whole, I'm not going to show up for things. Okay. I'm going to, like, I get that obsessed. So. We're going to start watching it and, uh, and we're going to suddenly, you're going to pop in the background. Like. Hey, okay, so pause, pause. Stop saying hi to each other in the hallway. We have to focus here. Okay, wake up, Jax. Wait, where did, where did he come from? <laughs> and so it's, what about Bob? Like, um, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so glad I waited but like Ozark I was like canceled like doctor's appointments it was that was yeah we love that that series for sure you know so it's like I just like you know but for me I do maybe this is just like my idea of intimacy is just so warped that like I feel far away from someone if they haven't watched the same show I have. <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm okay. like, we don't even know each other. Yeah. Like, you're a stranger to you? me. Like, you're a stranger to yeah. me. You know? Um, can I ask you one more question about yeah. this? I know yeah. I have to let you go soon, but in terms of, like, having a special come out, like, I'm so curious, like, you know, we used to, like, go on shows and do this. Like, yeah. do you feel stressed about it going out in the world? Like, in terms of, like, promoting it yeah. and, like, stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, for sure you hope that people will, will watch it, you know? You put so much into it. It's your, like, baby yeah. that you're, like, sharing with the world. Uh, so, yeah, I feel, you know, like, I put it out, but it's not enough to just put it out. You got to yeah. go out there and promote it. And just, there's so much content now. That's partly why we have to promote it even more is to just kind of be like, hey, I have this yeah. thing I'm really proud of. I'd love for you to watch it. It's kind of that, you know, you so f- it is stressful. Do you feel like, though, like anything, do you feel like as a performer you've changed besides just the telling stories since doing podcasts? Because it's like our your fans know you so well mm-hmm. now and people have heard you be so conversational. Like, 
don't you feel like there's a little bit of a difference in the way the fans interact? Like, mm-hmm. you know, in good ways and ways that are uh, make me have to pivot where it's like, I'm on stage, I'm like, ah, I have this joke about whatever. And I'm like, oh, I was dating this guy. You know, he's a, you know, I, I was, I dated a guy that was a blue man. Uh-huh. And I never did jokes about it at the time, which oh, is just yeah. the literally... I'm the worst business person on the planet. I dated a, like, remember the blue man group? Oh, really? Like, I dated a blue man. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know Who that. would, like, come home with blue, yeah, like, covered in blue. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And at the time, I just, I know, exactly. Like, he jerked off all over my studio, <laughs> which is why it looks like this. <laughs> but, like, it just was, like, I was too, I just, you know, sometimes yeah. you don't think your own life is interesting because you're, Oh, right, yeah. But then, so then I was like, oh, I'm going to work on this bit about dating a blue man. And yeah. I was like, oh, because, you know, I was dating this blue man. And so I was like, I thought you were dating a vet. Right, they know, like, so much about and your life. And you're like, oh, God, yeah. I have to, like, yeah. make the timeline work right. for them. I can't just, because, you know, like, yeah. one of my favorite things one time, <laughs> I was, like, in the back of the ice house. And, you know, when you're starting out as a comedian, everything happened yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> so yesterday, I, yeah. And then yesterday. So yesterday, and someone in the back just went, it was a big day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all this stuff happened. Totally. So it's like, sometimes it's yeah. like, oh, gosh. Like, yeah. we just, now these segues have to get, like, longer. Yeah, it's like a funny new puzzle. Create the world for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these things were, uh, uh, well, I try to stay on kind of a timeline with mm-hmm. this one. So it was like, uh, we got engaged, we got married, we, or, or we got engaged, we had to plan the wedding, we got married, we, you know, so it kind of fell into a natural yeah, yeah, timeline. Yeah. Uh, so that helped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Say, Yesterday, They're like I'm not living a lie, <laughs> Whitney, the way you are. But I do, I do like to throw in some like old childhood stuff. So that part is tougher to set up because you have to be like, how does this make sense when I'm talking about present day? How do I flash back? Mm-hmm. So it's creating those flashback moments for people where the transitions are tricky. Last yeah. question. I swear, I'm just fat. I'm just so fascinated by you as like a performer. Does anyone inspire you that's not a comedian? Oh, hmm. Like for me, like one of my biggest, like obviously mm-hmm. all you know, my favorite you know performers is like you know Wanda Sykes and Roseanne and all these and Ellen DeGeneres and all these people inspire mm-hmm. me and Joan Rivers and George Carlin and, and yeah. Richard Pryor. But like, I think I didn't realize how big of an impact like Wendy Williams had on me. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Or like Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh-huh. Like I remember like what like I didn't realize at the time right. like that was an influence to me. I yeah. watched that show Animaniacs, which was like an animated show back right. in the day. I'm just fascinated by asking comedians like non. Comedy. I, I mean, this is a comedy person. My yeah. biggest thing was was Carol Burnett. I yeah. was like obsessed with her. Um, but I'm trying to think of a non like if I. Do you was, remember the Snapple lady? Uh, she like was she, like Snapple. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like in like the 90s, there was this woman. She was just the Snapple lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember being like, she's funny. Yeah. And like, like she just said something and you regular. Emu- you emulated your whole career <laughs> off of her. <laughs> This is who I aspire to be, the Snapple lady. There she is, yeah. I just That's right. Remember, Did she have kind of a like a Jersey accent or something? I just remember going like, she's funnier than the other people holding beverages in commercials. Right. Like, she's doing something, yeah. you know? And I just remember, like, every time I would drink something as a kid, I'd be like, 
I was like, yeah. I'm gonna try to drink this funny. I like, mean, I'm not gonna lie, I watched the Oprah show a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I loved Oprah, so maybe yeah. Oprah. But yeah, but that in terms of building tension and telling stories, yeah. like maybe it hasn't come out till yeah. now. But I'm just fascinated. I'm always wanting to give away cars. I just haven't yet. <laughs> you live you with a, a woman. Car. <laughs> you sing the last word of all of your sentences. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a car's coming. <laughs> Sorry, it's a Pontiac, not a Tesla. It's used. <laughs> <laughs> no insurance. <laughs> You'll have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> and it has to be smog checked. <laughs> and uh, there's a special spot on top where the baby goes. <laughs> oh, no. People, don't put your baby on top of a car. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> there were there were no babies hurt in the filming Am of this I podcast. Am I wrong that sometimes a baby's in a car seat, it's put on top of the car temporarily no. when the parent goes around? 100% never. No. Coffee, yes. <laughs> and, no. if you, and if you want to hear more of this, see Whitney and I on tour. <laughs> I need to call the babysitter. The babysitters that we had growing up really were just like. Yeah, somebody. Their qualifications were, do they live in the neighborhood? Right, yeah. Somebody left you on top of a car at some point and uh, is stuck well, with I, you. I now realize why I've lost this fight so much is that whenever I'm in an argument with someone I'm dating and I'm like, well, if you if you leave the cap off the toothpaste or don't yeah. put the you know toilet seat down, like, what's stopping you from leaving? Leaving the baby on the top of the car. That is and driving away. I will say this to you right now. That is a terrible <laughs> argument. <laughs> so we can nip that one in the bud. I thought, I thought it was like the most responsible <laughs> argument. I'm like, what if you just leave the baby on the car and on the car seat? And they're like, why did you even? I never would have done that in the first place, much less left and it why, there. And by the way, why have you never said hi to me when we walk by each other in the house? <laughs> we. What's there to say? Is there anything else to say? Oh my god. Too funny. It just drives me nuts. I'm just nail over like, here. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Like I don't. I can't. I, I can't just check in with you. Like just can I walk down the hallway you, without having to like? I think you do. You check in. You do. You. Ugh. Ugh. Like hot. Hey. Right. Funny running into you here. <laughs> Didn't expect to see you today. Yeah. Just sort of like what's up? Like I don't have time for like. Yeah. Like, right. What are you? I, you know, I'm in the hallway. Yeah. Can I, you find another place to I'm go? I'm never gonna say hi to Jax again. Can you just keep walking and not make it weird? <laughs> like, did you come here because you knew I was gonna be here? Like, did you time this? Oh, you should write a book on relationships. <laughs> What's burning? Yeah. Oh yeah, something I is. Something is burning. I oh my god, is your house on fire? It, I just. Well, you guys, um, this has been a fun podcast. I think something in Whitney's house is burning. Um, I am on a tour. Uh, man, fortune. I'm on. Plug it. I'm on tour, you guys. You can see me in comedy clubs in California coming up. And uh, my brand new Live, Laugh, Love tour starts the end of January. I'm going to cities all around the country. So go to fortunefemster.com to check out those dates. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
Okay, well, so you guys just saw me smell fire and abruptly leave the room. I don't know if I had a stroke or if there actually was. If I don't know what happened when I left. But did you see how quickly I jumped out of the chair? Yeah. You know what it brought back? I It's, remember hot glue guns? Yeah. When I was a kid, I would put glue in those hot glue guns and I would like put it on my hands. Like I, it's, I, like, I loved like the weird heat, but I did um, set a couple things on fire with that and that's what it smelled like. And I just like ran out of the room. Sorry, y'all, that was psychotic. Uh, Fortune, um, uh, her new special, Good Fortune, is I did just smoke a little weed. That was a bad idea in between this whole fire fiasco. Uh, Good Fortune, now on Netflix. I love you guys. See you soon. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.